in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, good afternoon. Right now, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The local time, it's 106. It is Tuesday, May 3rd. And this portion of the John DePietro Show, it is the lunchtime. Uh, maybe you'd like to stop by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. You know, two places that you cannot go wrong for lunch. One would be maybe if you're in the Woodsocket area, Popeye K's. Cass have right across from CVS. What an incredible, the, the, the legend of K's that will go on forever. You could stop in for lunch there and or try the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food, drink, and they also have the outside deck. You're going to love it. Celtics are in action. Catch all the action at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. All right, I want to play. It's obviously, folks, um, it's a big, listen. This this whole leak of the Supreme Court has basically hijacked the media cycle. There's no other way to, you know, look at this. And so, um, the, by the way, th- this is this this is all done. Um, you know, there there is now word that. What they're going to do, I'm seeing whispering Roe v. Wade ending does not actually ban abortion. Nothing's going to change. So but but tell that to the Democrat Party. Tell that to on the the Democrat Party. You know, James Woods put out a, an interesting thing on social media when they start violating the sanctity of the Supreme Court it makes you wonder if they could even fix an election someday. I think we know the answer to that. So, but I want to play, um, let's go to uh, Chuck Schumer, Senate uh, Majority Leader Schumer, on the leaked draft Supreme Court could overturn Roe v. Wade. A dark, disturbing day for America. Let's hear this. It's a dark and disturbing day for America. Last night, a report came out that a conservative majority on the United States Supreme Court is ready to overturn Roe v. Wade and uproot decades of precedent affirming of decades of precedent affirming a woman's right to an abortion. It is hard not to feel angry, troubled, and deeply disturbed about what overturning Roe would do to women across America. More than 20 states have laws or constitutional amendments in place that would outlaw abortions should the Supreme Court invalidate Roe. Over 80 million women live in those states. If the report is accurate, the decision would be an abomination, an abomination, one of the worst ever in modern history. Now, keep in mind, none of this is confirmed. I repeat, none of this is is confirmed what what you're really hearing right now is the fact that the democrat party 
uh, certainly want to start to move into action to do something to change the the dynamic. As far as the midterm elections, they want an issue that they feel comfortable with. And that seemingly to me, that's that's what this is really all about. And this business of the leak. Now, President Biden spoke a short time ago. This is President Biden. That right that the existence of a human life and being is a question. Is it at the moment of conception? Is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it, is it quickening like Aquinas argues? I mean, so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. You know, again, it's not even official. Let me go to Ted Cruz. Folks, I, and I agree, the real story here is whoever leaked this. They're not a hero. Let's hear this. The fact that this draft was leaked. Yep. As someone who spent an entire career litigating before the Supreme Court, I'm utterly horrified. I've never seen anything remotely like this. I am certain that all nine justices right now are are unsure how the court can continue to proceed. I'm sure how the court can be able to decide cases if the vicious partisan politicking that characterizes today's Democrat Party now becomes how employees of the court operate. That is an incredible threat uh, to our independent judiciary. No question. No question about it. All right. I want to pick up, folks. Good afternoon at 111. Um, Babylon B, let pan- left panics the millions of babies that may live. Um, I, 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 th- this is, you know, we're in unprecedented territory. I don't think that this has ever happened. I don't believe it has. Roberts orders probe into the leak of this abortion draft. It's it's hard to you can't ignore the timing of it, right? It's a, it's primary day. Granted, not here in Rhode Island, but in other states, this really kicks off with the primaries election season. It's it's impossible to ignore that. Let me hear. This is a um, I think it's a Channel Twelve report on it. On the court is prepared to strike down Roe versus Wade. The opinion was written in response to a Mississippi law banning abortion after 15 weeks. In it, Justice Samuel Alito wrote, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. It's time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. Demonstrators on both sides of the issue rushed to the court as soon as the news leaked. Overturning Roe versus Wade is likely to have a significant impact on this year's elections. Now, women are going to go to vote in numbers we have never seen before because we've never seen such in our lifetimes. And that's the intention of it. A major precedent as this. It's odd that we're in this weird dialogue about the rights of individuals to be able to take the life of a child. Um, I just just don't understand that debate, quite frankly. Uh, So I'm going to continue to be able to stand for every single child, no matter what. It's important to know that this is just a draft opinion, and justices can and have changed their minds before final decisions are reached. But in this case, given the court's conservative... You know, 
folks, again, good luck with with trying to get I want to hear um, if there's some local reaction, meaning, you know, if you're uh, David Cicilline, here we go, Rhode Island protected rights in 2019, Supreme Court confirms um, Biden calls on voters to elect pro-choice candidates. You know, we failed at the border and we failed in Afghanistan and inflation and the price of gas. So let's drag this out and try to win and just let's make this the only issue. You know, we have failed. Crime is out of control in the cities and the cost of People go into the grocery store, filling up their gas tank. But is it safe to say forced vaccination boosters can go away now? My choice. Very good, Dr. Lisa. Folks, this is the same crowd. Uh, Let's see. There's new news here. Kathy Gregg, GOP candidate for Governor Ashley Kalis may have a foul Run a fall, I think, a Rhode Island campaign finance law is accepting a $500,000 loan from her spouse. It's $1,000 per person. Saying it was an error. The report's getting amended. All right. Um, let's go to Outnumbered on Fox. Tommy Lorraine. They're counting on low-information voters. I think she's right on this. Let's hear this. Very dangerous ground. It is. And Tommy, so Andy made this point earlier. You know, if Roe is indeed rolled back, you're not going to have this massive change in law. You will have states that piecemeal may put into place a different abortion abortion law here or there. But it's not as if abortion will be banned across the nation entirely. So I think when Americans wake up and see, oh, my life hasn't changed that much. However, at the grocery store, it's still extremely expensive. At the gas pump, it's still extremely expensive. I think that's going to be the voting issue come November. Well, they're counting on low-information viewers and voters who are going to look at this and just say abortion is now outlawed. And I think that that's why it's up to conservatives and Republicans to make sure that we're getting the actual education out there and reminding people that that is not the case. We're going to have to play an educational role. And historically, we've done a really bad job at that. We're not really good at marketing our message. We have to get better at that, especially when it comes to abortion, pro-life, pro-choice. We have to talk about our values and our beliefs within the conservative movement, but also what this actually means for people so that they are able to play on the hysteria and they are able to count on those low information viewers and voters to say that in November. So it's going to be up to us to get our messaging better. We know what their messaging is on the left. Their messaging is going to be excellent on this issue because they are ready for it. We now have to take that baton and run with it. I think you make you know that um, I, I disagree with that. Uh, if anything, I mean, everything you read is just how much better the Republicans have been on messaging compared to the Democrats, right? Folks, this portion of the program of the John DePietro show, it's brought by It's My Health. Now, listen, we had such a great time visiting with our friend Marie. Right now, if you're on Menden Road, you have a unique opportunity to pop in It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. And see our friend Marie diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, where it's chosen to help people take charge and responsibility for their own health. They offer the best products. 
Uh, many of them are made locally. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies understand quality, integrity. Local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. Um, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, hemp and CBD products. Folks, it's my health because it's your health. Pop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it's it's 118. As I said, it's um, it's tough to, it's actually impossible to ignore how much this has become. This story, I think it was, uh, let's see, Jen Psaki, there's no question, raises eyebrows, many in the country, including those of us in the White House, of the opinion being leaked. She called the leak unprecedented, almost unprecedented. But notice she didn't condemn it, though. She didn't condemn what it was. And that, but why, I don't understand that. Um, I, I don't, let's see, Senator Murkowski of Alaska says she finds the league reprehensible, stresses that while Roe remains the law of the land, it rocks my confidence in the court right now. If leaked decisions end up being final, decline comment when asked if Kavanaugh lied to her. Um, let me go back to, um. Mitch McConnell, as I said earlier, I thought he was um, I thought he was excellent and called for a criminal investigation charges. Whoever leaked the draft. Escalating conservative has focused public attention on the leak rather than the substance. He, he is absolutely right. He is absolutely right on that. It is a, a stunning breach. Whoever did that, they're not a hero, and they should be investigated. This was Mitch McConnell a short time ago. The fullest extent possible. The fullest extent possible. I'm certain the Chief Justice will seek to get to the bottom of this. If a crime was committed, the Department of Justice must pursue it completely. So listen. I want all nine justices to know there are still principal senators who have their backs no matter what. There are still some people in this Capitol and a majority in the Senate whose support for the rule of law is not conditional. Not conditional. The court should tune out the bad faith noise and feel completely free to do their jobs. They should follow the facts and the law wherever that leads. As I've warned in the past, courts bowing to activist pressure would never enhance judicial legitimacy. It could only erode it. And the hostage takers would never settle for half a loaf. You know, again, I, I think he is right on the money. Um, this is, again, Senate uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell talking about the, 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 this. this and, and, and this can't be. But see, this is part of the problem. Folks, good afternoon at 121. Uh, it's the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. This is part of, though, ends justify the means. 
this is all part. Of course, we treat cheated in the election. Of course. What are you crazy? They're willing to do. No. There's no rules. No, we have to. Ends justify the means. Let's hear him. Never before. Here we go. Liberals want to rip the blindfold off Lady Justice. Hmm. They want to override impartiality with intimidation. They want to elevate mob rule over the rule of law. Yep. The same political movement that used a leak to move up the timeline of Justice Breyer's retirement process is trying to use yet another leak to make the court less secure and less impartial. Never before, never before in modern history has an internal draft been leaked to the public while the justices were still deciding the case. Terrible. Never before. Terrible. Whoever committed this lawless act knew exactly what it could bring about. That's right. The justices already require security. Yep. Less than two weeks ago, an unbalanced person lit himself on fire on the court steps. Hmm. Less than three years ago, a liberal mob tried to storm the court, shoving past law enforcement and pounding on the doors. That's right. It was an insurrection. Look, everybody knows what kind of climate the far left is trying to fuel. One that is antithetical, antithetical to the rule of law. You know, he is... um Again, that is Mitch McConnell. I think he is right on the money. I want to go to, though, um, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to go to, though, I did see, and it's a little bit off the beaten path, but uh, Seth Magazino was, um, Channel 12 does this thing, Community Focus, and I really like it. They give candidates just like, you know, it's like a five to seven minute interview. And they have somebody on every day. You can learn a lot. You can learn a lot from somebody in a short interview like this. I want to play. Um, this is um, they had on Seth Magaziner, General Treasurer, who's running for Congress in the second district. I want to just hear this. I haven't heard him interviewed in a while. Today, Democrat and state te- treasurer Seth Magaziner. Okay, six minutes here. long. So 60 seconds or less, treasurer, why do you want to be Rhode Island's next The elevator speech. Well, I'm running for Congress because we need leaders in Washington who can cut through the nonsense and get real things done for working people in our state. Uh, when I talk to Rhode Islanders, people are worried. They're worried about the rising cost of living. They're worried about their kids' education. They're worried about what's happening in Ukraine and what impact that may have here. But I believe in America, and I believe that we can tackle big problems. Uh, my priorities are going to be to help people keep up with the cost of living by lowering the cost of health care, lowering the cost of energy, by bringing more manufacturing jobs back home to Rhode Island so that we're not dependent on these other countries around the world with autocratic regimes, transitioning to a clean energy economy and creating lots of good jobs in the process, and making sure that we are building up our public health infrastructure right, so that minute? we are better prepared if there's ever another pandemic Five. again to respond quickly without having to shut down businesses or schools. Those are some of my minute priorities. 
understand. I do believe we can get big things done, but we need the right kind of leadership. And Minute 15. The thing that I think will set me apart is that I've shown over the last seven years as state treasurer that I can get big things Minute done. Minute 20. I've led a statewide school construction program that's put thousands of people to work fixing schools, created a clean energy funding program that's developed alternative energy Minute across 30. the island. I've shown I can get big things done as treasurer, and I'll do the same thing, take the same approach to the United States Congress. Minute last time 36. you here on 12 News at 4, you were running as a candidate for governor. Now, obviously, you're running for Congress. For folks at home who might say he doesn't care what office he holds, he just is looking for a way to win, what do you say to that? Well, every decision that I've made in my time in public life has been through the lens of how can I best deliver results for Rhode Islanders. And I just think that with the challenges we're facing now, economic challenges like inflation, uh, global challenges like uh, climate change, uh, we need strong leaders in Washington more than ever who have the right values and have a track record of delivering results. Again, in my last seven and a half years as state treasurer, I've shown that I can get big things done, worked with people to solve problems, and I'll take that same approach to Congress. Now that you've exited the governor's race, who are you endorsing? Well, I'll support whoever the Democratic nominee is, and I look forward to working with whoever the next slate of office holders are, because I think voters expect us all to work together collaboratively to solve problems and get things done, and so that's the approach that I'll take. You'll be voting in the Democratic primary, though. Yeah. Who are you going to be voting for? You know, I'm going to keep that to myself, but I will be supporting whoever the Democratic nominee is. I want to talk to you about some policy issues. A growing number of Democrats in Washington expressing concerns about a potential flood of migrants coming over the border as right. Title 42 is due to expire. Do you support Title 42 coming to an end? So what we need is an approach to the border that allows for a safe and an orderly system. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Biden administration needs to come up with a plan for what they're going to do uh, when that expires, when Title 42 expires. More than that, we need both Democrats and Republicans to stop the grandstanding, stop the finger pointing, and actually sit down together and have a real right. plan. So that's the approach that I'll bring to Washington. I'm not a grandstander. I'm not the kind of person who is melting off on social media. I just care about enacting good policy policies and getting things done. Now, I want to just interject, folks. And again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Tuesday. You're listening. This is General Treasurer Seth Magazina. What I think is interesting is I don't see anything from, I think the fun campaign should have put something out on this. He's saying the Biden administration needs to come up with a plan. He's admitting and acknowledging that they don't have a plan. Do you support ending Title 42? Just so everyone is clear. And we've talked about it more in this show than any other program. Title 42 is, this is President Trump came up with, remain in Mexico. It's coming to an end. Now, the court has jumped in here and said that they don't, they're not comfortable with allowing that to happen just yet. But I think what I think is very significant is he just said the Biden administration needs to come up with a plan. Thus, they don't have a plan. I think that's significant. Silence from the funk campaign. Maybe they will still respond. All right, I want to hear the rest of this. That's the approach I'll take to immigration and every issue. If you were in Congress today, though, and it came up for a vote, how would you vote? Would you vote to extend it, to terminate it? Well, listen, the Biden administration needs to come up with a plan. Um, Title he said it again. Pandemic related response that uh, was not designed to last forever and should not last forever. But uh, there also needs to be a real system to ensure that. We so have he will just support process, whatever plan uh, they come up with at the border and that our laws are enforced. Um, I want to also ask you about something that you announced back in March, the Rhode Island Pension Fund selling off its Russian assets following the invasion of it. Ukraine. 
That still hasn't happened. No. And, and we actually learned that Russia closed its stock market, preventing that sale from happening the same day that you called for that emergency meeting yeah. on a vote. Was this just a stunt? No, that shows that it's working. So uh, as a new father, I um, am horrified by what Russia is doing in Ukraine, as I think all Rhode Islanders are. And uh, I wanted to make sure that Rhode Island was in no way supporting Russia's aggression uh, toward a peaceful and democratic country. So I took fast action. I made Rhode Island one of the first states in the country to enact a policy that we will not invest in Russia anymore. And collectively, investors all across the world uh, all joined that call. And as a result, Russia was forced to shut down their stock market and endure some real financial pain as a result. So the purpose of this move uh, was to make sure that we were doing everything in our power to put pressure on Russia um, because what they're doing is not right. And the fact that they had to shut down their stock market for a month, the fact that it is still not operating uh, as normal uh, even today uh, is a sign that this collective action of Rhode Island and investors across the world to put pressure on Russia economically is having an effect. Just 15 seconds left. You have said that you plan to move into the second district. You don't yeah. currently live there. How's the house hunt going? It's going. It's a tough market, but um, we are committed to it. And I will say, in my last seven and a half years as treasurer, I have spent time, real time, in every community in the second congressional district working to people with people to solve problems. Uh, there is no one in this race who knows District 2 in and out as well as I do. General Treasurer Seth Magaziner, that's all the time. I'll tell you, folks, and again, good afternoon. Right now, it's 131. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Now, I want to be objective. Um, He's going to be tough to beat. He is going to be tough to beat. He's not only going to be tough to beat in the primary. I don't think there's anyone in the primary that's going to beat that guy. But he's going to be tough in general. You know, he, he hasn't in... He's been the general treasurer for eight years, term limited out. Um, forget about whether or not you agree with the, the politics. He's, he's a tough one. He is going to be, he is going to be difficult to beat. He truly is. And I, 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 that, that's going to be a tough race. He just got a big benefit that with this whole this whole leak from the Supreme Court court, excuse me. Um really, really you know he's gonna be tough. I wanna go back to he in in 2014 there were there were two guys that kind of arrived on the scene so to speak one was clay pell and the other was was seth magaziner and again would i vote for seth magaziner no um i don't you know do i think he's I don't I don't like I don't share his views. I don't think he's strong. He's not my type of candidate. But in that race in 2014, when they had at least one debate, I think it was on Channel 36, he absolutely just tore Frank Caprio apart. Absolutely 
demolished him. And and keep in mind, you know, Caprio was had been treasurer, ran for governor, and Seth Magazine just manhandled him. And so he is not to be underestimated. He is not. He's very disciplined, um, thought out a little bit of same talking point about, you know, Biden's got to develop the plan, blah, blah, blah. But make no mistake about it. That is not going to be an easy race. That is not going to be an easy race. Mayor, I'll say this, whoever wins between Mayor Fung and Bob Lancia, um, we're going to find out. If, if Bob Lancia, he needs to get more visibility. He needs to get more visibility, I think, than he has right now. If whoever wins that primary, Magaziner is a very disciplined candidate compared with Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, who's all over the place, flip-flopping left and right, throws things out. It doesn't stick, changes, you know, goes from saying you go back to, well, the Providence teachers are going to get bonuses because it was a tough year. And they delivered for the kids in the classroom, even though none of that is true. So we're going to give them each 3000 And then this was uh, Governor McKee. And then he starts to give the state workers a $3,000 bonus. What's the reason for giving the, the state workers a a $3,000 bonus? Well, it's an incentive to get the vaccine. Then they double, they back away from that and say, it's really not to get them to get the vaccine. I don't care if they get the vaccine. It's it's a retention bonus. We're having a tough time getting state workers, even though that's not true. Um, and now he's just done the same thing. Pulls out of a debate. Uh, I'm not debating until July. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Nope, not debating until July. I've been consistent about this, even though I told them twice that I would show up on Thursday at the RIPAC luncheon at Crown Plaza and debate. Um, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not debating till July. I'm going to be go, I'm going to be away on an anniversary trip. And then yesterday he announces that he will be there. I mean, after he got pummeled on Thursday and Friday about pulling out of the debate. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 Smithfield. Listen, this weekend is Mother's Day weekend. Do you have a grill? How about a new grill? They have a beautiful selection of new grills, whether they are gas grill or charcoal. They've been in business since 1963, family-run business, and the business has evolved. Kitchen, laundry appliances, beautiful cooking showroom, by the way. Uh, Really, really incredible. And you get to deal directly with the owner. Jay's Broadway Appliance. Check out their grills. Now, listen, they have remarkable selection, refrigerators, dishwashers, dryers, stoves, everything. Beautiful selection on appliances. Their hours are Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. Now, on a Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, you make an appointment. A lot of people want full attention. You can get that. And what I like is you, you can drive right there. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5, right near the Thirsty Beaver in Smithfield. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. Folks, as always, visit the website, 
depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Remember, right now, delicious food, drinks, two locations in Johnston. Hey, they're a local successful business, by the way. Stop in and see them at Brood Awakenings. Discover the brew difference. Nice, comfortable cheers, delicious sandwiches, delicious drinks. Two locations in Johnston. One is a drive through And then they also have Pontiac Avenue in Cranston and Bald Hill Road in Warwick, which is just remarkable. Because that has full bar, that has the drive through uh, anyone that's meeting someone in the West Bay, they always say, let's just meet at Brood Awakenings. Stop in and see them. So, folks, again, just to repeat, um, the news of the day is this leak from the Supreme Court. It just is. And I think it is insight to show just how much and what they're willing to. Um, now you see the media going after Fung. Ed Fitzpatrick caught up with Alan Fung. Are you pro-choice or pro-life? He chose neither. I'm not a labels type person. So notice now they go with that. Um, Ari Fleischer says the pro-life community has been on the receiving end of this since it's the pro-choice turn to start to live under a ruling they disagree with now that it's about to be overturned. I think that's interesting. So I think it's... um, let me just see this. Fox News panel gets heated after guest claims Democrats are for aborting already born babies. Let me let me play that. Betrayal. The chief justice blasted the leak. It will not succeed in undermining their... You know, th- this is big, how they react to this. Um, let, me, let me pull up this um, Fox News. I, again, no one is talking about inflation. No one is talking about the border. No one is talking. No one is talking. This is done by some Democrat operative. It's, it should not be a mystery that a lot of primaries are being held today. This kicks off the election season. This is a way for the Democrat party to say from now until election day, let's make this the issue more than anything else. Let's unite the Democrat party. Moderates, Democrats, we're going to own the issue. All right, here we go. Elections. The DNC is offering this preview of how it says the issue will affect November's midterm elections. Quote, make no mistake, reproductive rights will be on the ballot. And this midterm election is more important now than ever before. Voters will make their voices heard. We will fight back with everything we have. And Republicans will have to answer for their party's relentless attacks on Americans' rights. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer echoed those sentiments last hour. This is a dark and disturbing morning for America. The elections this November will have consequences because the rights of 100 million women are now on the ballot. To help fight this court's awful decision, I urge every American to make their voices heard this week and this year. Cassie, Cassie, can I first get your reaction to that? Yeah, I think as a pro-life person, you say, what about the rights of the tens of millions of unborn babies that have been relentlessly under attack by the left for decades now? We are 
We are not talking about the same conversation that happened 40 years ago. Today's Democrats are advocating in many cases for the rights to have an abortion beyond the birth of the child. And most Americans would say that's not something that sits well with me. And so for Democrats to go out on the campaign trail, if they want to put all their eggs in this basket and have this conversation about a much more uh, aggressive for, uh, to have a much more aggressive conversation about this issue, I think mm. that will be at their own political peril because it is so far out of step with where most Americans feel on this very sensitive issue. Kevin, you look at the timing of this, uh, right in the middle of this administration not being able to tackle the crisis at the southern border, uh, obviously inflation, we're in the middle of a war with Russia still invading Ukraine. It is a, a horrific time for so many and on so many fronts in this country right now, uh, but it appears some on the left have chosen to go this route and uh, attempt to ruin the Supreme Court as an institution. This is former uh, uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton Press Secretary Brian Fallon is a brave clerk, a brave clerk taking this unprecedented step of leaking a draft opinion to warn the country what's coming in a last-ditch Hail Mary attempt to see if the public response might cause the court to reconsider. A Vox senior correspondent says, seriously, shout out to whoever the hero was within the Supreme Court who said, F it, let's burn this place down. Oh. Is this the intention to fire up the base wow. at a very difficult time in President Biden's presidency? Holy cow. Yes, Andrew, it's a good question. That's not my politics. I'm with Senator Durbin on this. I, I don't condone uh, with this leak whatsoever, and there should be an investigation, as I said, by the marshals uh, into this. Uh, but to Cassie's point, I don't know of any serious leading Democrat, any real elected Democrat, uh, that supports abortion for a baby already delivered. That is uh, extreme. That's murder in this country, uh, and no Democrat supports that. I support fundamental uh, limits on abortion in terms of, well, which governor? Supports actual uh, murder oh, of a child delivery. Just your past former governor of Virginia. That was a big which scandal one? you guys Cassie, tried to push one? under the rug. Which, but so, which North Rock? So that's not true. North that's not true. That's not true. Okay, no, well, there's a radio interview murder. that That's says actual murder, stuff. Cassie. But, but listen, I think the president and, and the vast majority of Americans for, fundamentally support uh, the road decision 50 years, obviously, strong, uh, but also support, to Cassie's point, some fundamental limits on abortion. I f f fundamentally agree with uh, bans on third trimester abortions yeah. uh, when there is a heartbeat, when, uh, when the, the fetus can feel pain. So that's where the majority... I cannot believe this is now the topic. That this, this is what it, it is all, you know, this is now the focus. Let me get to um, folks. And again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's 144 on this uh, Tuesday. It is May 3rd. Of course, the first thing they do is the globe goes after. Oh, my goodness. Chief Justice John Roberts orders probe into egregious league Supreme Court. I want to find that Vox comment of... Um, could unravel other rights, legal experts warn. See, here we go. This is, um, by the way, Matt Siegel also retired this morning. I did actually even hear that. It sounds like it was recorded. I don't think he even went into the studio. As of now, I'm retired. Matty in the morning, 41 years on KISS 108. He had been at BCN, Matt Siegel. Remember, he then he went over to KISS with Sonny Joe White. He and Billy Costa. He's 72 years old. Um, but anyhow, let me uh, get to, I mean, now all of a sudden, all the coverage. What will a U.S. Supreme Court ruling on abortion mean for Rhode Island? Um, where is the uh, Fung story? They had it promoted. Folks, good afternoon. 145. Here we go.
they don't have Bob Lancey, a former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, responded reports. I'm not running to try to change laws on abortion. Asked, you describe yourself as pro-choice or pro-life. I'm not a labels type person. I don't support taxpayer funding of abortion. I don't support late term. I don't support partial birth. Um, in Rhode Island, they've already spoken on this issue. He's running uh, for the seat. Do they even mention Lance here in this? Asked if he would support or oppose codifying abortion rights. Any bill that comes from, I say, a majority of Americans. Um, he did not support the Reproductive Privacy Act Rhode Island passed in 2019. Why didn't they ask uh, Bob, Bob Lancia? Huh. Tells you all you need to know, folks. Tells you all you need to know. Um, is there a follow-up on this? Is this story new? Oh, it is new. Decriminalizing prostitution. Activist groups are shaping legislation in Rhode Island. A well-funded Texas-based organization pushing states to lift prohibitions against prostitution found receptive ear in Anastasia Williams. And it sounds like money. She voted against closing a loophole in 2009. It was unfair. Uh, Williams said she's skeptical. It has to be labeled a crime. It looked at it from a man's point of view. It's two grown adults. Why would you infringe on someone's rights? That viewpoint is the backbone of the argument. People don't take into consideration. Oh, then you have the uh, surviving people. Focus on consensual adult activity. The grassroots effort of Rhode Island, part of a nationwide movement, funded wealthy donors, nonprofit organizations, decriminalize sex work. Um, let's see. Oh, that's someone that testified. Melissa Sontag Bruto. I'm here for sex workers and survivors. The critical thing. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Oh, they were investing in the Rhode Island system. What a surprise. 20,000 on lobbyists. 34,000 organized a statewide coalition. They spent 71,000 for a statewide coalition in 2020. Then they spent another 36,000. Um, donated 1,000 on Anastasia Williams. I mean, that's right. This woman and her husband each donated 1,000 to her in 2019, 2020, 2021. Um, let's see. They're not going away. I'll tell you that. And it's a big organized effort. This is also part of and then the rest are all just nonstop stories about abortion. And and Judge Roberts, he is exactly right. They need to determine who leaked that because it is looking to intimidate those on the court. Folks, good afternoon at 148. I want to just find that line of um, of whoever did this as a hero. Uh, let's see. Vox journalist scorched for cheering hero. Let's burn this place down. How? <sighs> Holy cow. Who says something like that? Is that her? Vax is a whoever leaked this is an effing hero. 
Um, let me find the story on this. Well, then is that something that Department of Homeland Security should look into? Let's burn the place down. Correspondent, oh, Ian Milheiser took major flack. Praise for the person who leaked the draft. Yeah, there it is. Wow. Um, you know, that, that, that's the type of thing that that person should be called out for it. You know, what, what other, why would that in any way, why should that be tolerated? He is an insurrectionist. Um, you put something like that and, and you're advocating for, for violence against the court. Um, let me just find the, uh, you know, this type of obnoxious behavior, the leaked discourse is insane, but it's speculative that, that, that it doesn't mean it's trying to undermine your opinion. That's not the way our system works. Folks, what I want you to understand is I think this is a good example of just how they operate, which is, as I, I've said, it's it's the ends justify the means, which is, you know, who, yeah, there it is. Wow. Seriously, shout out whoever the hero was. Wow. Absolutely terrible. Where is the Department of Homeland Security? DHS has to move in on this. I mean, you can't have someone making comments like that. As Mitch McConnell said, you already have people. You know, there's already terrible. um, Let's see. Cicilline got Congress to care about antitrust. Now his time is running out. I want to play the um, Channel 10 has... A story now. I think it's Rhode Island based. I thought it was Rhode Island based. It is Rhode Island based. Where now? Never mind. This would not impact Rhode Island, or as I have stated, this would go on for quite some time. So it's not as if it's going to be a change, you know, by the end of this month or June. So let me hear the uh, local piece that Channel 10 has uh, come up with. Here we go. Locally, where lawmakers in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts are reacting to the news. NBC 10's Christina Vitale is live at the Rhode Island State House with how this could impact women here at home. Hey, Christina. Barbara, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, abortion here in, in Rhode Island and over in Massachusetts would remain legal. That's because former Governor Gina Raimondo... Well, then what are we talking about? Charlie Baker both signed into law protection that would allow for a woman to have an abortion. We are angry, right? We are angry and devastated at what this means uh, for the future of abortion rights and access in our country. Oh. Gretchen Rafa is the vice president of public policy at Planned Parenthood of Southern New England. This leak confer- really does. Con- oh, hold on, folks. Sorry about that. Here we go. 
earn our deepest fears. Abortion in Rhode Island is still and will still be legal no matter the U.S. Supreme Court's decision. A bill called Rhode Island's Reproductive Privacy Act was signed into law by former Governor Gina Raimondo in June of 2019. The law codifies Roe v. Wade in the Ocean State if it's overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. In Massachusetts, Governor Charlie Baker signed a similar bill into law at the end of 2020. It also protects a woman's right to an abortion separate from any Supreme Court decision. This is an urgent moment. And with states passing these abortion bans and the court seemingly ready to overturn Roe, we need our champions in Rhode Island to act now for oh. abortion access. Abortion rights advocate Mary Ann Sorrentino oh, says people no. are to seek abortions whether they are oh legal my or not. God. Nothing changes except the, the risk oh. again goes up that women will drag her out. And die oh. in an attempt. A woman will not have a child. <laughs> we are going to continue to fight like hell. We're not going to back down oh. and we're going to make sure everyone has access to abortion and the power to control their own bodies, their lives and their futures. You know, I, have you ever heard people use the word fight so much as this crowd? Everybody's fighting. Why can't it be that we're going to, you know, we're going to work. We're going to try to get support. Everything is is a blanking. Everything is a fight. They sound like a group of insurrectionists for crying out loud. All right, folks, good afternoon. It's one You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Here I am. It is one on AM 1380. And 99.9 FM can always listen online at the website, which is to Petro.com. This portion of our program at 155 is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Stop it and see our leader, John Francis. I saw him on Saturday. Listen, and it's turkey season, by the way. Whether it's for firearms, ammunition, ammunition, you can depend on Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street. Look for them on Facebook. They're open today. Tuesday through Saturday, close Sunday and Monday. Uh, you take the last exit in Rhode Island, and you're going to go past the Attleboro train station. Take exit 2A, as in Second Amendment, 2A, competition, shooting supplies. And then up, you just take 2A, go past the Attleboro train station at the light, uh, Newport Avenue. You hang the left on Benefit Street, and he's right there. Firearms, ammunition, accessories on top of that. John Francis is so knowledgeable. He's my gun guy. Stop in and see him. And also, right now, at 155, 155 on this Tuesday, May 3rd, if you've been thinking that maybe you'd like to be a little more liquid, so maybe you have some firearms to sell. You can sell them outright to John Francis or sell them on consignment. Maybe you inherited some firearms, or maybe you have some and you just don't use them as much, and you could use the money. You can sell them outright to John Francis at Competition Shooting Supply. So, folks, it's 155, and I want to also just mention, I'm going to post the interview later, a link to it. But last night, I did a pretty extensive Facebook Live with the parents of Matt Dennison. Matt Dennison was the wonderful young man, 17 years old, captain of the captain of the West Warwick hockey team. 17-year-old high school senior, whole life in front of him. And he is the one 
that lost his life after 27 days and his family went through hell. He he never, sadly, never regained consciousness. Um, he and that Newport firefighter who went slamming into him, who needs to be held accountable. It is atrocious right now how young children in Rhode Island are just absolutely under attack. There's no other way to describe it. Between North Kingstown with the naked fat tests to, you know, coaches going on trips and sleeping in the same room as some of the players. And then the the adults drunk driving and worse, mixed with drugs, killing young people on the road. I've said this before. I mean, I remember that horrible story in the 80s. It was a graduation party and it was those kids from Burrowville. I remember that. You notice, folks, we, we haven't, this is not youth. These are adults. They're men, over 30. It's the children that are the victims. It's the children, the new drivers. This is not, you know, it used to be. Remember at one time, I, mean, I remember when he, the, the drink, I was not, but the drinking age was 18. Then it started to slowly go up to 21. But it used to be graduations, proms, when, you know, there'd be these, there'd be terrible loss of life of young people drunk driving. You don't have that now. The young kids are not the ones getting in the accidents. It's adults. And no one in elected office is doing anything about it. No one. Zero. Children are under attack. It's 159. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop it and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious lunch or dinner. You can watch the Celtics in the lounge. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road, right off 146. Listen, folks, uh, stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. I will be doing um, Facebook Live. Look for my page after later tonight. In the meantime, uh, stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. WNRI Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.